Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Oh shit, we're live. All right. Ah, you caught me off guard there, Nicholas. You'd think by now I'd be a seasoned goddamn pro. But no, no, far from it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the Dork Shared Universe and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly presents to you the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, and I mean the greatest podcasting team in the world. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. He's the fry guy, Nick Fryer, my partner in crime, the soon-to-be married man. Well, not that soon, but, you know, he's getting there. He's working on it. Nicholas, how you doing, my friend? I am doing great. Outstanding intro, as always. Um, I don't believe that I caught you off guard for one second. Um, but <laughs> you caught me with my pants down. <laughs> well, that, oh, that, well, that might have happened. Um, that's fair. But because uh, I can't see. And Lord knows, I mean, that's the, the yeah, beauty yeah. of the Even Zoom culture, right? you could see, you still couldn't see. Right? <laughs> Well, it's going to be that kind of show today, everybody. Yeah, um, and that's because it, whether you're watching us on Doc's Twitch stream, on our Twitter, or on our YouTube page, or you're listening to us in audio form later in the week, you'll see the, the title of this episode is all about the new comics coming out this week solely. That is it. The reason that's happening is because we have some other stuff cooking in the background. Can't say what because it's not in the hopper just yet. So... Make sure you subscribe to our audio channels, whether that's um, whether that's on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon Music, everywhere. Make sure you go subscribe there, so that way you get all our episodes. Some of them they don't happen, they don't get they don't get streamed. And if you're new, if you're not new to the show, you know why. Uh, it's the only way you're going to be able to listen to those conversations. Those are some of the better ones that we have. Um, but other than that, Joe, we got some DC announcements today that i did want to touch on with you a little bit i want to get your thoughts james gunn has laid out everything we find out how comics are going to be inspiring some of the dc stuff specifically not just you know a general dc story and i know (laughs) surprise surprise joe has an axe to grind yeah a lot of fluffing himself from james gunn uh today no uh there was a lot of that but i will say there's there's a lot to be excited about the problem is like my my biggest axe to grind really is just how the whole thing was handled right and we the, the flash movie right i wrote this down specifically he said he was very proud of this movie coming out this movie should not be coming out under any circumstances scrap it right even if they do the whole flashpoint thing and, and they use that as the reset you know what the fucking reset is okay um the the reset should be just james gunn taking over the uh you know the dc uh universe that's Mm -hmm. the fucking reset right you don't need this fucking movie with the flash for something that he's proud of and he can't wait for it to come out and all that right um no get it should it should boom just stop it scrap it because it's just we're going to be watching these movies they're not going to be very good and then we're going to finally get into what his overall uh vision is right mm-hmm. and the other thing i have a beef with really is like you know he says in there you know we're you know with movies like you know matt reeves the batman and the joker and you know teen titans those will be what's known as dc um other worlds right yeah else worlds i think is what else worlds yeah. yes thank yeah. you right mm-hmm. okay that's that that's fine right and he's like we're gonna start fresh 
with an all new cast. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to be keeping his fucking, you know, his projects, you know, characters. You know, he's going to keep Peacekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to keep, you know, Harley Quinn, right? He's calling this a hard reboot, right? But it's it's not, you know, we're getting a Waller series. And this yep. is where I'm still really mad they fucked over fucking uh, Henry Cavill for Superman, hmm. right? Because, I mean, we, we don't know a lot yet. Obviously, what would they have planned with Batman and Brave and the Bold? Looks awesome. We're getting Damian Wayne, but we're clearly not getting Ben Affleck as Batman. He's going to be too old by that point by the time this movie comes out, right? 2025. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to recast Batman again, right? And uh, so we don't know that. I mean, what are they going to do with Aquaman? Are they going to recast Aquaman? Like, yeah, there's still so that. much, right? Like, so if you're going to just do a fucking hard reboot, just wipe the fucking sleep clean right? mm. and, and, and start fresh. But with that said, like the, the issues I have are mainly with the Flash still being in production and mm -hmm. the way this sort of transition was handled. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of good shit that's coming out of this. There is, right? there is. I'm, I'm by and large very excited. I understand your whole point about the Flash because obviously there's been a lot of off the field issues when it comes to that. That you know, it you can't. It's hard to ignore those things. Um, but I do think that the Flash in general is a good character to help transition in. The new era that said again there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there but in terms of the slate of movies and proper or slate of movies and shows that we're going to be getting i'm very excited about the green lantern stuff that sounds great when you're citing true detective you are setting a high bar but at the same time like if it's of that ilk i think that's really cool yeah and it's not the only time they did that because they also uh sort of likened um well paradise lost you know yep. uh, a sort of game of thrones I'm a little worried that they're setting the bar too high because when you take sort of the, the, the top properties of their time mm -hmm. and say these shows are going to be like that, well, it better fucking be like that. Or you know how fucking DC fans are, right? Uh, yeah, They're going to fucking tear him down just as bad. Oh, man, it's not going to be good, nope. right? Like, so you got like, I think you yes. need to, I, I get the enthusiasm. Yep. Right. And I get like, the problem is he gave us two bold of an elevator pitch right he, for he, some he, of these things he set the bar high but i will say james gunn does have a tendency to deliver so and he's and i know it's been easier for he's used characters that like we don't necessarily have high expectations for so it kind of goes into what you're saying joe where the bar is set high with like you know with guardians of the galaxy the bar was not set high originally with peacemaker right. the bar was not set high originally either and with suicide squad things were rock bottom because of what had happened with them previously so there, you do have a point there, but I'm still excited about the, the Green Lantern show. I'm excited about Booster Gold. I think that character has some potential, um, yeah. more so with mainline fans than anything else, but he is obviously a cult favorite. Um, and the and fact then, that it's going to be a TV show at HBO Max. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think most of these things should be shows, to be honest with you. Yeah, I could get behind that you know. by and large. And, I, and the other thing, too, is uh, Swamp Thing. I'm really excited about the Swamp Thing stuff. I know yeah. I, I actually didn't watch the Swamp Thing show. Um, I, I heard just, it was good, though. I did hear it was good. So like, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking that maybe you and I, we, we try and figure out, you know, we, we, we try to, when movies are coming out or shows are starting, we try to talk about books like that inspired those properties. Maybe, I don't know if we want to wait that long, but people now know kind of what's out there. Maybe we should talk about some books from these characters um, at some point, maybe in the near future, or we can kind of wait because like we know with Batman, that one is going to be Grant, Grant Morrison inspired a little more. Maybe we wait, maybe we jump on it soon, but you know, we always got stuff going on. So it might be hard to time that out, but 
it's in the back of our heads, and Joe and I will be talking about it going forward. Uh, let's get to catching up, though, because we do have some books that are hitting shelves this week that you and I want to talk about. For me, the only one that I caught up on recently, I haven't looked going back on some older stuff that I haven't like been able to finish, but Briar is the only like ongoing relevant thing that uh, I've been trying to catch up on. Red Issue 2, obviously Issue 3 is out this week from Boom Studios. Really good second issue. Very excited to talk about this one on the show down the line. Obviously, still got a ways to go, but uh, it's been good through the first two issues. Nice. Yeah, this was a weird week because there's not a ton of, uh, I mean, there's Marvel, DC, you know, there's Image. That, there's a ton of books out, but there's not a ton of books that we're reading. So I, I, I caught up on quite a bit uh, this week. Uh, door by Door, Night by Night, uh, issue two from Colin Bunn. Um, excellent. Um, there's something wrong with Patrick Todd issue four. That will be a TLDR book that continues to be excellent. I believe there's one more issue left on that story. Mm-hmm. Um, Bulls of Beacon Hill number one. I can't remember the imprint, uh, but this was written by Steve Orlando. And as you'd imagine, this takes place in uh, in Boston, you know, Beacon mm. Hill. And of mm-hmm. course, right, of course, it, it's going to revolve around mobsters. But it's a really interesting premise where it's the son of a mobster who decide, who takes his mom's maiden name so he can get out from the shadow of his dad's name because everyone knows who his fucking dad is. And he's trying to make a name for himself by running, you know, for Congress. And he happens to be, uh, you know, a homosexual, which does not go well with his father. And so it's a very interesting story. Uh, I'm very interested. I, again, I picked this up on a whim, so I definitely will. If I, hopefully they'll have it. If not, I'll have to grab it digitally, but I'm looking forward to the second issue of that. So that one, that one took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, and then book of shadows issue two. Uh, this was, you know, issue one, issue two kind of came out back to back, but I forgot about this. And now issue three, I believe is coming out, uh, or is already out, but then issue four, it won't be coming out for, for a while. So there's been some weird delays with this, but it's, that's been a really good series. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, dang, dang, you did quite a bit of catching up, but some of those books too had been, um, like, I had been like on delay a little bit too and everything like that, yeah. but I'm, I'm excited to hear about all of those books. I hate that. I have to wait on door to door night, but door by door night by night. Um, but, um, but anyways, let's get to what's new Joe in the comics that came out this week. You know, you mentioned Marvel, how it's for them a little bit of a lighter week, but uh, what do we got? Yeah, a little bit of a lighter week by them is still like 20 books. Uh, Moon Knight issue 20, Venom issue 16, uh, The Avengers issue 65, X-Force issue 37, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 3, Dark Web Final issue 1, Legion of X issue 10, Scarlet Witch issue 2, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty issue 9, uh, a book that I'm interested in uh, that I'm going to have to pick up tomorrow uh, or today, depending on when you're you know you're listening to this or watching. Or maybe this. you already have. Or maybe you already have. Past. Right. Ooh. Uh, ooh, right. We're getting a little uh, Inception ooh. there. My top's still spinning. <laughs> uh, Silver Surfer Ghost Light Issue One, uh, and then another one that that seems interesting: Bloodline Daughter of Blade Issue One. Uh, both those books um, have potential. Um, and then we have Demon Wars, Down in Flames, Issue One, Wakanda, Issue Five, and then uh, this one. Uh, there might there might be another one I pick up to Star Wars, Asenastaros, uh, Issue One. So um, it's it doesn't seem Skywalker related, mm-hmm. and it's in Marvel, right? So mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's it's. I think it's any any Star Wars Issue One is worth uh, an initial read. 
how's the um i forget the full name of the, the blade title. is it just the blade is that what it is yeah it's i can't remember the full title i, I just call it the blade so yeah. far it's good you know it's, what, I, i'm like in? yeah 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 okay. i love the art i love the art in it i love the way the lightsabers are it's it's uh it's good stuff so far <sighs> you beat me to the punch on calling dibs on that one. you but beat you me don't... to the punch don't want it it was that was real dirty pool if I, was <laughs> <gonna be honest. laughs> I am not I'm sorry about it at all but you guys are gonna have to wait a little bit on that because dc comics we got lazarus planet legends reborn issue one the flash Mon one minute war special issue one batman legends of gotham issue one red hood in um is a katana are in this issue so i'm gonna be checking that one out harley quinn romances issue one dc power a celebration issue one but nothing that we particularly want to break down but image does have a few we want to touch on yeah so we didn't get a copy of this unfortunately uh so i, I have to wait till you know mm. later to read it but king spawn issue 19 uh savage dragon issue 263 flawed issue five so this was this is getting better nicholas mm. uh ant issue six um uh, and then we gotta wait before you go into the ones we want to break down sorry to cut you off i need to say the king spawn cover the one that you oh. posted the one that you got the one with the horns coming out that yes. is like as metal as it gets and that may be my favorite cover of all time it's absolutely a top 10 cover for me of all time. I, I, I absolutely freaking outstanding. Like I saw that. And I was like, I absolutely need to get this shit right away. And it was like, when it came out, like I think Todd McFarlane tweeted out like, uh, you know, a couple months ahead, but it was like, this is, this is outstanding. This is a spawn. This is everything I want from a comic book cover in one image. And it's just his face. But I mean, like yeah. the, the detail behind it, the lighting is so impressive with it too. The way, and it's Javier Fernandez. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. that's his cover. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh yeah. Both. I mean, it, both of them. Yeah. It's well, you, but you know, the one I'm talking about just his mm -hmm. face with the horns. It's just like, this is, this is spawn. This is what I love about comics. And normally a headshot isn't like the thing that's going to get it done for me, quite honestly, but it, this one is so well done and it captures the essence of the character so well. Absolutely love it. Uh, so just on that alone, but King Spawn, a title we talk about all the time. Absolutely. The, it's the best Spawn book out there right now. But this cover, man, whew, just that cover was, was fucking badass. So mm. I'm, 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 you know, getting ready to do the Instagram post. And I'm like, what I tried to do, what I want to do was one book from sort of our six sort of favorite, you know, mm -hmm. uh, studios. And nothing from Marvel was really sticking out to me. Nothing from DC was really sticking out to me. So I go to Image and I look at King Spawn. I go, fuck. Mm. And I'm looking just at the main cover. And then I scroll down and I see, you know, the other variant cover there by uh, Javier Fernandez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, that fucker's getting thrown on the list. And then it ended up being like, three image books on there and then just a couple of but that was yeah that was really fucking good oh yeah this is the, i didn't realize that's the variant okay yeah that yeah. was the, oh man that's yeah because the main cover kicks ass too but yes, that variant is 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 the fucking tits yeah 100 percent. It's, it's yeah seriously, i absolutely love it. but what what so i i stole your thunder a little bit we have i think four image books that we want to talk about two that uh two are first issues that you picked up uh that you that you, are you calling dibs on either of these actually Mm, possibly one maybe both uh i got something to say on those but let's start with uh nita hawes mm. uh first because this was this was an interesting arc for us mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and you know with with the first first arc dealing with Hal and henry it was you know revolved around that case trying to solve that case and it was so fucking good and mm -hmm. what we get in this arc 
is is a little bit different. You think you're starting yeah. off with that, and then it sort of morphs and changes and becomes something a little bit bigger. Yep. Right. So the world of Nita Haas is um, is taking a giant step, and especially with this with this uh, with this particular issue. But there was one thing that that stuck out to me, and it was maybe one of the most poignant lines I've ever read uh, in a comic. Reading Rodney, whether it's Philadelphia or Nita Haas, we know that he can get fairly philosophical, mm-hmm. right? And and he make you know, and, and and the way he writes, it's 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 deep. But there's a line in there where it says, uh, "Character is born out of chaos." And that was so fucking good. This is just a mm-hmm. simple line. In 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 the context, I don't want to give anything away, but the context in which it was said, and sort of who was saying it, you know, uh, it was it was so fucking good. It, it it sort of you know gets you thinking. It's like it's absolutely right, you know, because mm-hmm. you know when, when the shit hits the fan, you know, how are you going to react? Are you going to get up, grab yourself, you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and? keep on fighting are you gonna stay down and cower are you gonna you know are you gonna you know go to the evil side you're gonna go to the light like so much right of who we are can be can be determined you know can be said about us by how we deal with the chaos right and and, yeah and and all so that line just absolutely resonated with me i just thought like in the moment of that book it was one of the one of the best things i've read in a comic period that's that's a lot. I mean, and Rodney yeah. does a great job. You're right. Like he, he gets, I mean, he gets real deep and it seems like it's very natural for him to do it. And on top of all that too, when you're talking up, like there's some, we can't spoil things, but there's like, you know, we talk about it getting larger. Like that's, that's a yeah. like this issue probably more than any other. And for readers, you will see uh, what that means um, when, when you pick this one up, but yeah, it's it, things you know, in the Philadelphia universe, things are, are are crazy. We talk about the main title all the time. Obviously, Nita Hawes is its own thing, but it's set in the same universe. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. But that is um, – that's very interesting. And, you know, not that I didn't appreciate it, but it didn't hit me in the same way that it hit you. But it's very uh, – it's very true. Very yeah, good. yeah. It was, it, was, it was just such a perfect line said at the – you know, when it was said at that moment in the book. So mm. – Awesome. All right. Where do you want to go next? Because again, like you have, you have two books that I know you want to talk about. And then, I mean, there's a third one that we also talk about that I want to hit on. Right, right, right. Well, let's do this. Let me, let me talk about my two books and then, cause you can kind of combine two as well here. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start with, um, let's see, Almighty um, issue one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was, let me pull it up here. Almighty issue one. This is written by um, Edward LaRoche. Uh, mm-hmm. who's also the artist uh, on this along oh, with nice. Brad Simpson. Okay. And so this is a book where, so I didn't mention this in, in, in uh, catching up. There's a book I read in catching up this week called children of the black sun issue one. Mm-hmm. And I got about halfway through this book, not even. And I said, Nope, I can't <laughs> fucking read this book. And I sent you pictures of the art. Oh, 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 that one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, couldn't, couldn't fucking do it. I said, nope, 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 nope. This is like, there's, there's times yeah. when I read a book and like the art is just, it is not my cup of tea. It is so, it just, I, I'm, well, sometimes it's more. Than I'm, that, I'm but... not trying to insult anyone yep. here, but like, I just couldn't do it. It was mm-hmm. just, wasn't my cup of tea. Right. Sure. So, and so sure. I, I'm reading Almighty Issue One. And this is an instance where the art style isn't my cup of tea, but it's not putting me off the book. Mm-hmm. 
right? Uh, the story is really great. The story was absolutely fantastic, actually. It's a post-apocalyptic story uh, where uh, a girl uh, is kidnapped sort of by the, you know, this, this biker, you know, bandit gang sort of thing, and she escapes. Um, but it doesn't seem like she's going to escape. And then someone come along who's been out looking for her kind of saves her. And this is going to be about the journey to kind of get her back home. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was excellent. So the art style wasn't, wasn't my favorite, but it's not taking me out of the book. I definitely want to read issue two, right? So this is the instance where I'm like, uh, is it a TLDR book? Wait and see. Okay. So nice. Almighty um, uh, issue one, I thought I enjoyed it uh, very much. Cool, but I got I got to kind of see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other book that I read uh, this week um, was uh, the Blood Tree. Thank you, Jesus Christ! You're I'm welcome. trying to do a thousand things. Blood Tree issue one. <laughs> this was written by uh, Peter Tomasi uh, with art by uh, you know, Maxine uh, Simic and. Again, another book where the art style isn't quite my favorite, but I definitely enjoyed it a little bit more than than Almighty uh, Issue mm. One. Okay. Uh, but this is a serial killer book. This is a crime book, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's got some religious undertones, Nicholas. You know where the the serial killer. Uh, you know, he puts angel wings on his victim and then drops them from various heights. Um, you know, and so like this, this is right in my wheelhouse. This is a crime. This is a serial killer book. Uh, so this one has a lot more potential to be a TLDR book. Again, wait and see. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, I would probably rank this one a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, but once we get the second issues of both these books, I'll probably have a really good sense then. But uh, two number ones. Enjoyed them both, um, even though like the art style wasn't my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I can get over that sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, no, I hear you. Right, yep. But that Children of the Black Sun, man, nope, uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. couldn't do it. And you know what it was too? It wasn't just the art style; it was also the coloring. The, the, oh, the color. Oh, yeah, I know. I used. noticed that when you sent it to Could, me. It, yeah. It was, couldn't do it. Yeah, Couldn't no, it. I, I I got that. Yeah, it's it's um. Hey, you know, and maybe hopefully there are some people who liked it and that scratches their itch. But uh, I did not. I I only saw the pages you sent me, but I can see why it wouldn't scratch your itch and it wouldn't have scratched mine. Um, needs to be really really good writing for that. But anyways, that's that's um. You know, not that we, again. We try to keep uh, as positive as we can here, unless we're talking about the big two. They are always fair game. But um, for, for so uh from Image, of course, we have Rogue Sun issue ten and Radiant Black issue 21 out this week. And I will tell everybody this. You know, we always keep stuff in the hopper, keep things quiet. Uh, we have something from this universe coming, not the, the week that this is coming out, but the first full week of February. Look for something from us, from the Massiverse. We'll leave it at that for now, Joe. Very excited for people to get that. But on that And note- some Bluey talk. Oh, that's right. Handsome Bluey talk. Yes, that's right. Um, maybe that, that may be a hint there if you guys can put some pieces together. Um, but Radiant Black issue 21, Rogue Sun 10. With Rogue Sun 10, we got introduced to a new player uh, in Rogue Sun 9. And then we learn a little, get uh, spend a little more time with this character in the course of it. Going to leave out who it is specifically. All I'm going to say is as much as that character is presenting as a trustworthy individual throughout the course of this issue, 
I do not trust that character at all. And I, I really don't like something about that character doesn't smell right. And maybe it's more, I don't trust Ryan Parrott. That may be what it really comes down to. And I hope he sees this and I hope he knows that. And honestly, I, I really do mean it in the best way possible, but I like this character. Something seems, something seems like maybe it's a too good to be true kind of thing. And we're dealing with a guy who's writing a story about a character who's like primarily kind of a dink and where, you know, everybody's like liking that character. And it, it, so there's a, there's a whole lot there. And also there's another, another player enters the, the fray very late in this issue. Don't know how much of a factor this character is going to be beyond this arc or even beyond next issue but that character very much like that character's look vibe and everything excited to see what that individual brings to the mix and then with radiant black we got the return of a character who we haven't seen for quite a little bit uh in in the course of that story and who like kind of has, has dropped a bomb on us uh, not too long ago just to the readers it seemed yeah. like and um that character has entered back in the mix and is starting to um push buttons a little bit or i guess more direct people in 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 certain uh ways and it's very interesting and how that's going to have a ripple effect so very excited for that character's impact and what it's going to mean moving forward um seems like that character's had a little bit of um an awakening in a way so i i, I that series at some point joe i like i think we're in agreement on this radiant black is just going to go like it's been like intense because obviously the invasion and everything, but there's a point where it's going to come and things are just going to go completely haywire. And I'm waiting for that, like, like that shoe to drop. This was my favorite issue of radiant black in some time. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that it hasn't been any good, mm-hmm. you know, of course um, it's been very steady. It's been very fan. It's, it's been fantastic. But like this particular issue was my favorite because I think uh you know if anything it really pushed the story forward it's really it's really setting up for what's to come and i mean we've been having this build up uh, but we've also had like a few like you know issues that have been focused on you know the other radiance which you need right because it's all it's all coming together it's all Mm -hmm. it's all cooking but you know i i love i continue to love the the dynamic between nathan and marshall Mm-hmm. And, and I love their interactions with each other, you know, throughout this episode. But the setup, what's to come, what's at stake? I mean, this was, you know, by far to me, the best issue of the arc. Yeah. And you know what? I, the one thing I'm so glad I was skimming through the pages as you were talking about it because I for, almost forgot probably the thing, the individual panel I was most psyched about. There is a moment in a diner and I'm going to leave it at that uh, in terms of, you know, the, the, the larger details, but we learn about a potential new player and seeing the design of that character. A is really cool because it kind of answers some, like it, 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 it like furthers the radiance, I guess the, the, in their performance, I mean, that performance their their how they've like come to be and like where maybe they're coming from and stuff like that. But really I love the characters look in general, and we've got a yeah. lot of cool looking characters in the massiverse, but this one has the potential to, to possibly be the best. And that's saying a lot. Cause we love rogue son. We love um, uh, the dead lucky. There's, I can't remember the character that the four radiance fought a while back, but we haven't seen that individual right. shift has a great look. And then just radiant black in general has an awesome look himself. So, um, Really, really cool addition that I'm very excited about too. So, um, you know, a, a big week for the Massiverse, and obviously more to come. 
Let's move over to Boom No Jokes. I know you have a book you want to talk about there. I have Briar Issue 3, which I have dibs on. Then there's Magic the Gathering Issue 23 that's out this week. And then the book that you've called dibs on, I think the most recent dibs you called. No, not the most recent because you called dibs on Mosley. But The Approach Issue 4 hit shelves this week. How was it? Oh, man. So like it's been it's been paced really well uh, throughout the start, and again we get the this is the penultimate issue, you know, in the way it ends. Uh, holy shit! But this has been a, this has been like a sneaky good horror book, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking place, you know, uh, like you know within the confines of this sort of you know small airport uh, in the middle of a storm, and you know you 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 gotten you know sort of attached to some of these characters and then just the events that unfold like you want to talk about like you know something big brewing in, in the build-up to that well it does that and then some like mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't see it coming which was excellent because i love when that happens and i just love there's the 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 sneaky horror elements to this and i, and I shouldn't really call it sneaky because i think it is but it's not like the typical horror books that we kind of read, right? Sure. It, there's, there's there's a lot of suspense, but but right, but it's it's a monster book, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just so good. Again, I I love when this happens. Like you pick up a number one, you don't know what to expect, and it and it knocks your socks off. That's why we, that's why we do this show. That's why you know, like, it's a little bit easier with like say, boom, image, AWA mm. to do that one because they have a track record. Two. Uh, because we get review copies from them. Sure. Uh, but what I talked about, you know, the, the uh, what was the book there? Uh, Bull, Bulls of Beacon Hill. Like, I've been grabbing a lot of random number ones from mm-hmm. much smaller, different publishers. Right. And and I love when 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 they sort of take off and, and knock yeah. my socks off. But, like, the approach, man, it's a good thing we got that rule in place. Boom, number one. You fucking read it. Otherwise, you know, I might not have read it, you know? And, yeah. And here we are. You know, I um, I'm a little bummed about that one because I I, I saw that and I was like, hmm, this looks interesting. Like, and then you called dibs on it, and it was like I definitely had a fair chance to look at it first to call dibs, but you beat me to the punch, fair and square. Uh, but I was like, this one, I don't know what it is, but like before even looking at the interior art, I was like this has some potential for some reason. I don't know what itch and scratching right now, so I'm I'm excited to for for that the first arc or whatever to, to or the story to wrap up, so that way you can talk about it on the show. Um, because I want to get my hands on this thing. And I know what you're saying, like where, hey, it's like a, it's nice that we you know we have it with Image, Boom, and AWA, but not everybody has that luxury that we have. Right. So we're take these, we're not taking risks by looking at these first issues. The, the people are taking the risks, and we're trying to help you guys and make you not need to feel, feel the need, like you're taking as much of a risk because you can trust our opinion. Listen to us, and you won't be taking any risks. Exactly. Um, let's see. Speaking of AWA, Joe, so <laughs> I have only done one book, one AWA book from a, from a mainline episode on here because I know how you feel about AWA, and they only put out one book a week, so I generally don't want to call dibs. Obviously, you were generous and took Sacrament um, in, in where that absolutely was an AWA-worthy book, and you, you read it first, but then you said, Nick, I'm not going to do it to you, Nick. Let's read it together. Um, but you do call dibs a lot on shit. And when it comes to AWA, so I was like, okay, fuck this. Like I, you did it on Trojan and I was thinking about it and no, I'm going to do it with black tape because it's very much seems like my vibe. And it absolutely is. We talked about it with Axel Alonzo when we had him on the show just a couple, uh, actually it was earlier this month, believe it or not. Um, and he you know, gave us a little bit of a rundown of what it is, but it's heavy metal. And I, and the thing that's really interesting is, 
you know, the ending is like obviously the propulsion into what's going forward, but the throughout all of it, it's like you work off of the cover. And I feel like we get it where, you know, I was just raving about the King Spawn issue 19 cover, right? And that's just really cool. I'm really excited about it. But sometimes we have, we'll see titles where they use the cover to show, like, to, to help tell the story a little bit, not just to make it a cool thing that you want to pick up. And this is, I don't feel like that always happens. I know it may seem like, oh, yeah, shit, no shit, that's going to happen. But to me, it doesn't, that doesn't feel like the case. But with this one, it, A, it is really cool looking cover, metal. Um, we got like some, some satanic stuff going on there. But it's really important because as you go through this story, it's more about, it's it's less about what's like on the cover and more about introducing you to the character, uh, the main character, the world that she's like in and what's going on in her life and a bunch of different players that are going to be involved in this story. So I think that working off of that, we're like on the, on the cover, you're getting the introduction and then we're getting into the story. So you know that this is in the back of your mind the entire time. And then we get the propulsion into that next issue. And this is Dan Panosian, Dalibor, Tyler each. And uh, I'm not going to try even on the colors <laughs> or the letter. I definitely going to get that wrong. But, um, but two creators that like we both really like a lot. Dan Panosian, of course, uh, has done quite a bit of stuff. Uh, Alice ever after. And then um, uh, Black Canary, the two that come to mind for me, but seeing him on stuff, very interested in Dalibor was of course, John Lee's co-creator on hotel and i mean we don't need to say much about hotel you guys already know if you've been listening to the show any length of time but um really good start to this series very excited only four issues so it won't take long for me to talk about this one on the show love that absolutely love that i mean i want to i want to be fucking reading it but um <laughs> you know i'll deal i'm not even a little sorry about it <laughs> well you shouldn't be you finally sacked up <laughs> wow okay <laughs> what do we got next uh, so let me, um, rip through these last few books and then you can discuss the, the last book that you stole as well. Oh, this uh, cool. let's talk about robbery. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't wait to hear about this. I, I haven't seen you this, this excited, uh, since you ate that creme brulee. Uh, so from IDW, we you know, when the belly turned down, we told that waiter, this <laughs> oh, menu stinks. Go to this funny. fancy restaurant and Billy's like, yeah, I didn't see anything I like on the menu. All right. Abe and Louis. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I mean, they had some good dessert options to make, but like, okay, Billy. All right. And no one else wanted dessert. I was going to get dessert, but I, I, I know I'm the fat kid, but I didn't want to like really, you know, you know, be the only one eating. Anyways, uh, from IDW, we have Star Trek issue four, My Little Pony issue nine, uh, Breath of Shadows issue one. Uh, from a blaze, we have Children of the Black Sun issue two. Nope, 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 nope. I mm. can't, I can't say this book is not for me enough, um, but it may be for you, and it is out from a blaze. Uh, from Dynamite, we have Gargoyles facsimile edition issue one, uh, Purgatory Must Die issue two, and Immortal Red Sonia issue ten. And then from Frank Miller presents, we have Ancient Enemies issue two, and then lastly, mm. uh, from Dark Horse. I want, I want everyone to remember that name, Dark Horse. We mm -hmm. talk about them from time to time. Uh, we have Minor Threats, Issue 4, which I believe is a Pat Oswalt vehicle. Uh, we have Quick Stops, Issue 4, which I believe is a Kevin Smith vehicle. Uh, we have Young Hellboy, Assault on Castle Death, Issue 4. And then, Nicholas, uh, <laughs> you have uh, this book here that you called dibs before I even looked at the folders to see what was out this week. That's how excited you were. Where Monsters Lie, issue one. 
I didn't just call dibs on this fast, Joe. Like by my standards, I called this dib dibs on this in the first three pages. I yeah, was like, that, I, I'm that in. That was on this. me on Radiant Black. That was yeah. like, you know, sometimes I'm, you just know. I'm I'm in on this shit all friggin' day. Uh, writer, friend of the show, Kyle Starks, artist, Peter Kowalski, colors, Vladimir Popov, and then letters, Joshua Reed. So this is basically what if we had all of our um all the famous horror characters from over the years thrown into a, a community together they all live in the same community <laughs> what would that turn into what would it look like how would they function what would you know and, and all those different things and i mean through the first three pages i mean it's just like you got it, it gets intense and then boom comedy it's very funny but also you got the horror elements going in you got some cool characters one for everybody to kind of get attached to now i don't know if this is a limited series it's only it just says issue one and dark horse does put out limited stuff in uh single like single issues as well as like uh ogns but they if it's a limited series they usually put like one of four it does not say that on the cover of the review copy that we got i could see if it would be the case but i think this has infinite potential where it like you won't you won't do that i'm not saying it's going to go and have like a hundred issue run that doesn't those things don't happen anymore but this this is going to be around for a bit uh, i i think it, it i really hope it is I'll, i won't make you wait long after this arc's done after this first issue man like this is a no-brainer like tldr worthy book like like I'm not saying like go and like screw up the second issue, but like there's a lot of leeway with the second issue, and then and then then the third one like I you know obviously I, I I want to pick back up, but man this is it was so good like I I like the art is is solid consistent and everything too, but from and like the the designs for the characters is great for me in the end like. I mean, the designs, I'm looking at some of these characters right now. These designs are awesome. And you learn all the characters' names right off the rip, too. But the story itself, and there's just there's so much potential with this. So I, I love it. That's awesome. I, I feel like when it comes to Dark Horse, I mean, we, we both, um, you know, we both love the Witcher series. Um, but I feel I have a tendency to read more Dark Horse comics than you Mm. sort of in general mm. i mean they don't they, they're not putting out a, a ton each week but you know uh i think me manor black uh was dark yeah. horse that's cullen Bu cullen bun right so um and then they've they've done some star wars uh, or they're doing some star wars books now but i feel like just over since we've been doing the show i've done a little little more you know read yeah. a little bit more dark horse than you have but i love i love that you, you know you, you saw that and, and 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 you called dibs on it because uh i feel like you know, I feel like Dark Horse has really been making a push lately, especially when they struck that deal with Comixology and Scott Snyder to, to publish his books. And then they got Scott Snyder and Hayden uh, Sherman to do that um, um, Dark uh, Spaces Wildfire book, which was fantastic, right? They've, they've reacquired Yusaki Ojimbo and Stan Sakai's uh, imprint. They, they, got a, they got a lot going on. So I love that there's a book that they put out that you're like, yes, mm. fucking give it to me. Mm -hmm. I got dibs. Let's 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 fucking do it. I think that wildfire book is IDW, but that's beside. The oh point. shit! Yep. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Either yeah. way, but uh, yeah. looking at what I have in the hopper, I agree. I think you have on mainline stuff talked more dark horse. Um, but right now, in on my list of books, I want to talk about on the show. Obviously, where monsters lie has been added to my list. Spy Superb, which was three issues, really liked that. Um, yeah, that first issue. So I'm, 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 intent, I'm intending to talk about it on the show. Of course, got to see it all the way through because it's such a short series. Um, and then I have The Roadie, which has completed, and I am going to talk about that on the show at some point down the line. So I got three 
in yeah. the hopper for them right now. Yeah, they've been um, coming on strong lately. So yeah, uh, they got they yeah. got some good stuff going. And yeah, the Witcher stuff has been we can't say that yeah. enough. Like it's the the in it in the constant through all of that has been. I keep saying his name wrong, but Sizemore, like you know, maybe we at some point we can get some clarity on that, on how to say his name. But he's been I, great for the character. So Arto Sizemore, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was trying to make an original uh, Tic Tac, you know, the <laughs> other day, and I was going to do my top five books from the week, which I'm going to try again to do this nice. week. Nice. And for some reason, uh, the 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 program I was using to record it, like. Like I record it, it was great, and then it's like it corrupted or something. I'm like, I'm not mm. doing this fucking again. I'd already, I'd, I've been trying to do it for like trying to like say what I wanted to say correctly for you know, and it's like mm. fucking. But I remember sitting there like pronouncing his name, <laughs> you know, at least a dozen times, thinking like, how am I, how, you know, because I don't want to sound like a fucking dolt. Uh, Bartosz Sizemore, I think, mm-hmm. is how I, uh, anyways. So, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I think it's right. You know, again, yeah. someday hopefully we can get some clarity. I'm not, we're not, you know, being shy about it all. We want to have him on the show at some point because, uh, you know, he does a great job writing yeah. Geralt. Like he's had, he's worked with different artists each time he's he's been writing the character, but been doing a great job. But yes, that does wrap it up. But quick programming note for everybody. We should have probably said it off the top. We are not going to have a what's new or mainline episode next week. We do have something planned for you guys, but just scheduling wise, we got something that came up. So we're just going to have that one surprise that we teased earlier. So make sure you subscribe to the show in audio channel. There will be no stream of any kind from TLDR the week of the 8th. Yeah, the week of the 8th. That's what it is, February 8th. You can say it is. It's my daughter's birthday, and I'm taking her out to the 99. Okay, well. There you go. The 99. Wow. Look at you. Where it's, what is it? Hey, always? it's what she picked, man. Birthday, birthday kid gets to pick. Is it always the real deal? Is that the, no, 99ers and Joe's come back for more. That's what it is. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, that one's free. And until then, Joe, stay sexy. You know it. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done. <laughs>